0: Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Rabbi Dan Lieberman and this is the 10 minute Pirkei Avot podcast. So we start with the third Mishnah of Pirkei Avot, first chapter, and it goes like this. Antigonus Ish Socho, Antigonus, the leader of Socho, Kibel Mi Shimon at tzaddik, He received his tradition from Shimon HaTzadik, who we mentioned in the previous Mishnah. Hu Hayomer, he used to say, Al ka'avadim arav, Don't be like servants who serve their master only for the sake of receiving reward. They should be like servants who serve their master without expecting any reward. And the awe, the reverence, the fear of heaven should be upon you. Okay, first of all, who is Antigonus Ish Soho? It's a strange name, uh, really, Antigonos as, as a Greek name. Certainly, it seems to be the, the first appearance of. Uh, a significant person with, with with a Greek name, uh, certainly in in the area of rabbanim, though there were afterwards. But certainly, that seems that the story that we told in the previous, uh, the previous missioner about Alexander the Great coming, Antigonus is after that story, being a disciple of Shimon Hadadik, and it seems to be that that's his name. His name is uh, uh, he, certainly his name is a Greek name, but. Doesn't stop him from being a great person, and he is the the father, the father, the, the head of the the next generation of Jewish learning, which is called the Zugot, the Pairs. So we have the Anshek Neset and then we have the Pairs, the Pairs. We have the first two Pairs. We're going to receive them tomorrow. Yossi ben Yo'ezer and Yossi ben Yochanan. Those are the, the two, the first two Pairs. That's going to be in the next the next Mishnah. Um, he also taught another pair, two, pair of people called Tzadok and Baisus. Um, Tzadok and Baisus were um, the people who ended up splitting off from, from traditional rabbinic Judaism and forming the Tzadokim and the Baisusim, uh, Tzadokim uh, known as Sadducees in, in English or in Greek. And of course we know that that was in, later on into Jewish history, another 250 years' time, they became a severe problem in the land of Israel, and partly uh, f- uh, the reason for the the destruction of the Bet Hamidash, the the hatred between the Perushim, the Pharisees, the traditional Jews, and the Sadducees, the Tzedukim, they they their teacher, their original teacher before they went bad, their teacher was uh, Antigonus Ish Socho. Socho is actually a place in in Yehuda, somewhere around in in the land of Yehuda. Um, Antigonus Ish Socho, he was a leader there. Ish uh, meaning Meaning an important person. The and Yoma talks about it, um, it's, it's the word ish being being denoting a, a, a an important person. Uh, he was also the nasi uh, after Shimon HaTzadik, um, and therefore the the leader of all of Israel. Okay, so that's just a quick analysis of who he was. So what is he saying over here? Don't be like a servant who serves the master for the receipt for the, the sake of receiving prize uh gifts or payment you should be like someone who does it without that. So what's it going on over here? Surely he can't be saying that he can't be saying that we shouldn't serve Hashem and get reward from it. Because that's very obvious from the Torah that you when you serve Hashem you get reward from it. We read it every day three, you know, three to three, four times a day we say when we say the Shema, Bahaya Im Shema if you'll surely listen to my voice Right? If you surely listen to me, and, and you'll do all the mitzvahs, and you do all the things, and you'll get all the nice things. And if you don't listen, v'chara, you know, you know, and all the bad things happen. Uh, and if you have a look through the through the Torah, and the tochacha, the admonition, one in, in b'chukotai, one in Ki Tavo, it sees what happens if you don't do things, and you see the rewards if you do, do good things. So it can't mean that there's no such thing as reward and punishment. That's not what he's saying. He's What he's saying is important. Like, don't make that the only reason that you're doing something. It's like when you see someone whose marriage is not uh, going so well. And you see the, the the husband and the wife, what they do is they they play off against each other. I'll take the bins out if you change the baby's nappy. I'll do this if you'll do that. It's, it's a, It becomes like a transactional relationship. And that's certainly a lower type of relationship than um, than we want. It's not ideal. So he's saying over here. No, it's very interesting. He's not saying he's not uh, putting down the fact that it's a great reward that you're going for. It's not about payment. It's not about reward and punishment. He says, "Plus, it's like a prize. It's like a token that, that you get. Don't don't use it. It's the type of thing that you um, that you give your kids." If they, uh, you know, if they're nice to each other, if you're nice, I'll give you a lolly. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's so insignificant that you shouldn't hang your entire relationship with Hashem and your entire meaning for doing things on on uh, on on the receipt of any reward. It's just not. It's it, it's not something which which is which is effective as a relationship-building tool, and the whole point of Judaism is to build a relationship with Hashem. So if we're basing it on what we get out of the relationship, if it becomes entirely transactional... It's not, it's not worth very much. It's worth something, but it's not worth as much as if it's an unconditional relationship. So he says, don't do it for that. Don't do it for for things. Be like servants who don't care what they get paid. They don't need to get a token. You don't need to give me a lolly to make sure that I'm going to do something. I'm an adult and I want to have a, a proper, meaningful and deep relationship with Hashem. And that's how we have to see it. You know, many times we come to shul... And, uh, and people tell me, oh yeah, I, I, if, if Hashem would make me win the lottery, then then I'd be religious. Like, okay, good, you know, it doesn't work like that. This is real life, it's not some sort of fairy tale. Um, so let, let's look at the last bit of the Mishnah. The fear of heaven should be, the reverence of heaven, fear, I don't know if it's such a good, good translation of the word Yirah in this context. Uh, fear or... Yeah, awe is a better way of thinking, or in the proper sense of the word, not in the uh, the modern way of saying something which is awesome, uh, something which is awesome really in the proper sense of the words. You know, it strikes you with awe. You know, when you see uh, great mountains or you see uh, you know powerful, powerful natural scenes, that uh, you know gives you an awe, and it helps you transcend who you actually are. Um, and and achieve something something more some, some more meaning in your life. But I want to focus a bit quickly on on the the fact that it says Morasha Ma'im, the fear of heaven. It doesn't say Yirat Hashem, fear of God. It says fear of heaven. So why is that? Why is that it's interesting? So I saw an uh, an idea in uh that what what um, what Hashem is trying to what Antigonus is trying to tell us in this in this. Section when he talks about Mora Shemaim, he's trying to demonstrate the fact that the 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 distance between Hashem and us is so huge that just as the heaven is higher than the earth, we are we are completely separated from Hashem, but still, still we're able to have such a relationship, just like we can interact with nature around us just like because we can interact with things which are completely separate from us in in such a profound way and we're still able to interact with them that's the type of attitude that we have to have when when we we come to deal with Hashem we have to recognize the awesome nature of Hashem the powerful nature the reverence that we have for him in such a way that he's completely detached from us in, in in this way that is so huge and so vast and so powerful that we can't really comprehend it but we're still able we're still able if we work hard enough to to to, to gain a relationship with them that's why it says Kunja the and uh, I, I want to tell a story it's one of my favorite stories and I've recently read it again I think I said it on Hashanah Rabbah the last time I said this story but I like to tell these stories um, the story of when uh, the, the Imre Emes the far, the, took over from the Sfas Emes as the, the, the Gera Rebbe. And the Hasidim came to him and said, you know, before your father passed away, he told us that if we said Ana Hashem in Hallel, if we said that properly with proper concentration, then Hashem will fulfill everything for us. But we don't know which Ana Hashem he meant. Is it Ana Hashem or Shiana? Please Hashem save us. Or is it Ana Hashem atzlichana, please Hashem, uh, give us atzlacha, give us success. So we don't know, and we've tried both of them, and uh, neither of them worked. So we come to you, the new Rebbe, what are you going to say? So he said, well listen, he said, you've you've made a mistake. He says, of course Hashem will give you everything you want, but you're saying, you're concentrating, you're focusing on the wrong Ana Hashem. The Ana Hashem my father was talking about was Ana Hashem ki ani avdecha, please Hashem. We are your servants. First of all, if you want something from Hashem, if you want to get something, you, you, uh, you've got to become part of the game. You've got to become uh, part of something. And we are Hashem's servants. We're not here to get anything out of it. It's not Hashem's Hoshiana. It's not Hashem's hatslichana. We're here for the relationship. Here, we're here for, for 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 the closeness between between us and Hashem. And that that's really the the point of Pirkei Avot. It's not mitzvahs, which are abstract ideas, you know, things that we have to do, tying the tefillin on the arm, weighing the tzitzit, tukhimi shabbat, all these things. Those those things, of course, they're, they're, they're the building blocks of Judaism, but those things produce relationship. And this is what the Pirkei Avot is here to tell us. It's not here to tell us halachas. It's not here to tell us what to do. It's telling us how to live. It's here to tell us and, and to show us the way of, of of really living a a, a close life, life of relationship a life that benefits us and a life that benefits our relationship with Hashem, and this is the, the whole point of Pirkei Avot and Antigonus uh, writes it beautifully in his Mishnah and in fact this is the only the only Mishnah that we have written by Antigonus we don't uh, we he doesn't appear anywhere else so I think that he's uh, had a great effect on, on, on all of us to be able to, to read what he said and if Hashem gives us a slacher then we'll be able to, to, if we work hard, we'll be able to achieve what he wants and achieve that relationship with Hashem. That's the whole point of everything. wish you all have a lovely, lovely day and I'll see you again tomorrow.